I saw as someone who's like married to her job, like this is her life and she takes great pride in it because she knows she's really good at it, which is why mm-hmm. she has those dumb trophies behind her <laughs> that look like butt plugs. It's just like... <laughs> they were perfect. They were perfect. crazy. Art of Costume Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Joy Glass. And I'm your friendly tax agent, Spencer Williams. <laughs> oh, Spencer, <laughs> a tax agent. <laughs> Heaven forbid. How's it going, Elizabeth? Uh, it's going. It's going. Um, it's going. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's just going. Like I'm just working and like trying to do fun things with my life and like not succeeding. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, I guess two updates. One, oh, I finished Stranger Things season four last night. So, congratulations! So you're all done Stranger Things. I'm all done for now. So if I seem a bit off, that's because that last episode was two and a half hours long. So it was like a movie, and it was incredible. Very. What do you mean you're done for now? Isn't this the last season? No, there's one more. Oh my gosh. I think. It never at, ends. At least one more. Yeah, definitely one more. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it was crazy. So I feel a little messed up. I was up all night watching it. Uh, second, I have a large popcorn update. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie we're about to see, it. Um, I waited a long time to see it, so I had to drive to find a theater that's actually playing this movie at this point. Okay. So I went like 35 minutes out of the way to this theater, and it was pretty dumpy. I won't say where it's at in case any of our listeners go to this theater or they work there. That being said, it was hella crowded. It was so messy and it was just falling apart, but I wanted to see this movie. Um, with that being said, you know, I still have my, my perks. So I got to go to the front of the snack line and I was like, you know what? I already don't like this theater. I know I'm never coming back. Now is the time to ask for the child size popcorn. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I went up and I was like, Hey, can I, do you happen to have like a, like a kid's popcorn or something? (laughs) And they're like, well, we do but then you have to get the kids meal and i was like oh what's that (laughs) and it basically was like a kid's popcorn and like a cup of fruit and like i don't know it was like a little baby drink or something (laughs) so i was like okay oh i don't want all that like i already ordered like 500 hot dogs so i do i said i did what i had to do and i I ended up getting a large popcorn and a large drink, but like. <laughs> get a medium, get a small. <laughs> but I got the medium and then it upgraded for free. <laughs> You're giving into corporate America, Spencer. <laughs> I, I tried. I really tried. I finally got the courage after talking myself up the entire drive. <laughs> <laughs> just get the medium <laughs> it's a free upgrade i mean so <laughs> but like okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> so that is the end of my popcorn updates I, and we all okay. know the answer now you have to get a kid's meal if you go to the specific uh brand of theater mm. Okay, well, (laughs) I'm actually about to cancel my movie subscription to switch over to another movie subscription because I really like the theater I go to for this chain, but it's like low key out of my way. Mm. Are you you joining my side? I don't want to say names until we start getting sponsored by them. (laughs) I know. I think we said names in another episode, but whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It, so, like, where I live, 
like we can go down to Delaware like real easy and it's like tax free shopping. Great. And that's where this theater is. And it's like if I'm if I'm going to like go do like a shopping circuit and like go to the movies, it's okay. But otherwise, it's super out of my way. And then where I work, there's a theater for the other chain, like not like it's literally on my way back to and from work. So I'm like and they also have like they're like a restaurant theater. So they have like actual food. Mm. So I th- I think I'm going to switch over. Mm, she's going to the fancy theater. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I can't eat like because my body hates me. I can't eat half the theater food. Right. At this other place. But I can probably eat something at the fancy one. <laughs> probably. And they're going to have like sushi and stuff. <laughs> they're not that fancy. They're not oh. that fancy. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elizabeth, I am so excited to talk about this week's film what did uh, we struggle to go watch this week yeah I, you struggled i didn't struggle to oh, right. see this okay i was uh, trying to make myself feel better <laughs> i saw it when it was in many theaters but we saw my i'm just gonna say unexpected favorite of the year it's my favorite movie of this year everything everywhere all at once i Love this movie so, so much. I mean, I'm just, we're going to talk about it, but already my choice for the Oscar for costume design. Oh my gosh. If she does not get a nomination, it's a crime. Yeah. (laughs) Absolute crime. And I think Michelle Yeoh should be nominated. And I think this movie should be nominated for best picture. It was incredible. I loved every second of it. It was so good. It was perfect. It like, it was a little long. That was the only thing that was wrong with it. I was telling Elizabeth before the break because I got a large soda. (laughs) I had to pee like halfway through this film. (laughs) But I was so afraid to go to the bathroom because with this film, if you leave, who knows where you're going to come back? Like they could be rocks by the time you come back. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It was you. You could not could not miss a scene. Otherwise, you would be lost. Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth. Well, I think we should just jump into it. I'll start us off with a little summary. When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. It's a pretty generic summary. (laughs) Yes. If you have not seen everything everywhere all at once... You can't listen to this. You have to go see it. Yeah. You have to either drive, 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 drive to find a theater that's still playing it or pay for it And I, on your streaming service. By the time this episode comes out, I just looked this up. It should be available to rent also. Perfect. Or rent it. Go. <laughs> you need to go see this. Yeah. Before you come back here. You so have just pause. To. <laughs> go see it. Now that you're back, let's go behind the wardrobe. <laughs> We have directors Dan Kwan and Daniel Chenier. <laughs> Sorry if that's wrong, sir. <laughs> AKA the Daniels and costume designer Shirley Karata. You will know her work from Generation, the HBO TV series. She was also a costumer and wardrobe assistant on Win a Date with Tad. Hamilton, Alpha Dog, and Spencer. What's this last note you've put down here? One of her notable works was that she designed the opening sequence for a video game called Omega Boost. And I put that in here because this was like listed as one of her top notable works. So I was like, okay. Wow. Yeah, because she's like, <laughs> I like wasn't really familiar, but she's like a total fashion icon. Oh, yeah. This woman. Yeah. Shirley Karata is iconic. I'm obsessed with her. And everybody should be because she knows her stuff. Uh, Daniel Kwan said to the New York Times about her, she's able to take the dumbest looking thing and turn it, turn them into high fashion. In a lot of ways, she's a kinder spirit to our process and very much focused on the same endeavor, putting highest and lowest on the same level and showing people maybe... There are two sides of the same coin. And I'm like, 
now I want to know this woman. Like, <laughs> we got to get Shirley on the podcast ASAP. <laughs> if people are talking, like, you just know how to, like, put everybody on the same level and treat everybody with, like, that kind of kindness. I'm like, I want to know you because we need more of that in this world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she talked a lot about just being approached for this project. Um, producer John Jonathan Wong, who she had worked with on various commercials, uh, instead of describing the project to her, he just sent her the script. He was like, here you go. Would you be interested in designing the costumes? And she told him that it was, quote, my kind of crazy. <laughs> Which I'm like, yes. beautiful. <laughs> beautiful for something to be your kind of crazy can you, i love it can you imagine the script to this thing it must have been no. just as bananas <laughs> yeah. no i can't i can't I, can you imagine what they cut out yeah it must have been <laughs> insane i would be so exhausted reading this thing uh i i just couldn't and surely she spoke to the film about the film to cbs news uh, she said, I watched a lot of films in preparation for this. Stephen Chow films, Michelle Yeoh films like Wing Chung and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Wong Kar Wei films, and some of the films they recommended like Holy Motors and Paprika, which I haven't heard of those last two films, but I really feel like I need to watch Paprika now. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of it. Any movie named after a singular spice. <laughs> I want to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I want to get into all these films. Uh, I'm down. Yeah, no, I, I need to see all of these. But I, I love that she's like, okay, this is based on like this huge multiverse. And there are a lot of references to other films, especially like film styles within it. So she was like, okay. Let's go see what this is all about and watch all the movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and with all that inspiration, she just took it and just piled it into the movie. So I feel like we should jump into this, Spencer. How about you? I am so ready. I've been wanting to talk about this ever since I stepped out of theaters. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. We'll take a quick break and then be right back. Hi, this is Dan, audio engineer of the Blogcast. Just wanted to let you know that if you'd like to support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash theartofcostume. There we post unheard bloopers, highlights, and bonus episodes just for our patrons. Make sure to check out the description for all of our links. And thank you for all of your support. to do your taxes never but you know <laughs> we don't have much of a choice in this life uh so we are going to be doing this film let's just say it this is gonna be a little bit chaotic in the sense that there is a million and two costumes so the best way we found to break it down would be explain this into the three parts everything everywhere and all at once so let's start with part one everything if it's a little out of order, you know, don't worry. We'll get to the main costumes eventually. <laughs> All right. So part one, everything. Evelyn is a Chinese American woman who runs a struggling laundromat with her husband, Wayman. Tensions are high due to the laundromat being audited by the, R by the IRS. Additionally, Wayman is trying to give Evelyn divorce papers. Evelyn's demanding father, Gong Gong, has just arrived from China, and Evelyn's daughter, Joy, has been trying to get her mother to accept her girlfriend, Becky. So there's a lot happening when we start off. There was so much happening at the beginning of this film. I was like, just within like the first like 10 minutes, you're like, this is enough for a film on its own. If they just did a <laughs> film about them, like 
just this family unit, them trying to like, A, save the laundromat from the IRS, fix their marriage and accept their daughter. That's a movie within itself. (laughs) Seriously, they could do so many things with this. So let's talk about our like first initial costumes. First of all, Michelle Yeoh as Evelyn Wang obsessed with her i mean she just did so great in this film she did i like she's my favorite right now between this and star trek like she's perfect she's amazing i believe i've read that this was originally written for jackie chan and i ended up um adapting it for michelle yo and i'm so glad i did that right right I I heard the same thing. I heard that he was like offered it, but I wasn't sure if it was like her part or her husband's part. Mm. Well, she was made for this role. She was made for this role. This is her moment. It's so good. Um, I love her little opening costumes. They're very just like cute and adorable, but also like she's on the go. She's running this laundromat. Mm -hmm. As we see, she like doesn't ever have a chance to sit down. And when she does, she's doing the tax stuff. So she's really just moving and moving. And her costume, we don't really know, but this costume that she ends up wearing to the IRS building really is like her main costume for the entire film. Yeah. And I like it because it's like, it is just, it's everyday wear. They just, that's what they all have. I kind of liked it because they all look just very normal. Yeah. Like, they all look good, but they look very normal. Like, nothing's, like, overly fitted. Nothing's, like, overly fashionable. But then her look in particular is very, like, adaptable with, like, just long sleeve shirt and that little, that, like, padded vest she's wearing. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's no wonder you start fighting people in this. Like, right. <laughs> it's not super surprising. Uh, so let's talk about our other characters. We have Ki Hoi Kwan as Wayman Wang, which I just have to say, it was so good to see him in this film. It's been a while since I've seen Ki Hoi Kwan. If you don't know, which I'm looking at Elizabeth's face, I don't think you do know. Um, he was. Um, Data and the Goonies, and he was short round in Indiana Jones. In Indiana Jones, that was yeah. him. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. Um, so fun fact about me: I've never seen the Goonies. Oh, oh, oh no, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Come on, Elizabeth. I'm sorry. Um, uh, but I love his costume individually because he's like, he's a dad. He's such a dad. Yes. He has this like long sleeve collared shirt tucked into his pants with a fanny pack, which mm-hmm. becomes a plot point later on. I loved that fanny pack. It's so good. I love this entire look. You don't expect anything out of him. No, you don't. Because he, he's just, he's, he seems kind of inept. But he has killer, per- like, people skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's which, a good guy. He's, he's just a, a good guy. Fantastic guy, which is like the part, like, Evelyn isn't seeing at this point. Yeah. She doesn't see that, like, oh, like, just because it's not what y- you think you need doesn't make it any less valuable. Right. Uh, then we have James Hong as Gong Gong. Uh, the legendary James Hong, and he is just, he's wearing whatever Evelyn will put on him in the moment, you know? Just, right. <laughs> he just has all these layers on, and he's just kind of rolling around a laundromat. They take him with them to the IRS. It's mm-hmm. such a funny character. Such a funny character. I I do like his look, because when he's brought into this whole multiverse thing, like, that, like, I feel like it... It with the tactical almost vest looking thing. It almost looks like a fishing vest, right. but it's still that like tactical style. Then it just <laughs> he becomes like very like militant, and it's like oh, good job, very yeah. adaptable. There's so much like character in these characters at the beginning of this film to set them up for later on, and you don't even know it, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. And then finally, we have Stephanie Shu as Joy Wang and Tally Metal as Becky, which I thought was such a great name for Joy's girlfriend. You know, of course, Becky. Becky. 
<laughs> just a Becky. She's so nice. Yeah, she's lovely. <laughs> uh, but Joy is wearing a costume that, like, I recognize. This is just very grungy. She's very over it. I mean, she's just trying to get through this. She's kind of mad at the world. She's just really in her feelings all the time. And she, Stephanie Shu does such a great job at this role. Absolutely, absolutely. This is the, you know, the just classic 20-something post-high school emo yeah. <laughs> person. Like, that's kind of what Joy is. Um, yeah, 100%. Like, that's who she is. I mean, she has a lot to figure out, and it doesn't help that her mother is not terribly supportive. Um, no, not at all. <sighs> all right, well... I'm ready to head over to the IRS building for real. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about the icon, the legend, Jamie Lee Curtis as Deirdre. I only know how to say her last name. Deirdre, we'll go with. Wow. (laughs) This costume was crazy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Just looking at it right now, I'm like, (laughs) it's so (laughs) ridiculous. It, it's so ridiculous, but you know, I have a lot of respect for her because she takes pride in her job. She's good at her job. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis enjoyed the hell out of this. You could tell she had such a good time. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can tell she does want to help them, but she's like, I don't even know where to start helping you. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is a nightmare. (laughs) I'm also seeing for the first time all the pictures of her cat in her office. She has three separate pictures of her cat. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that this time. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, there's just cat pictures everywhere. I love that. Um, Shirley (laughs) talked about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character uh, to CBS News. She said, Jamie Lee Curtis sent me a photo of her in a in costume for the film Daddy and Them. She was the visual inspiration for Deirdre, along with some references of tax auditors that I found. <laughs> and I love that a, another Jamie Lee Curtis character was the inspiration for this Jamie Lee Curtis character. Right. Also, how do you do like research on tax auditors? That sounds so fun. <laughs> like... <laughs> right? Like, how does that happen? It's just so good. I mean, the yellow... The vest. I mean, cat lady, 100%. And we didn't even see the cat photos, which is what's so crazy about it. Um, The bad wig. I mean, everything about it. The necklaces. Like, it's just the whole thing. It's it's perfect. I love it. It's perfect. Because it's like, you can tell she's someone who cares about her appearance. But it's like, she just doesn't have the time or the money to actually care about her appearance. And I feel like that's kind of like... Most office workers, like, they care, but, like, do not have the time or money. I saw as someone who's, like, married to her job. Like, this is her life. And she takes great pride in it because she knows she's really good at it, which is why Mm -hmm. she has those dumb trophies behind her (laughs) that look like (laughs) butt plugs. It's just, like... <laughs> they this were film, perfect. They were this film perfect. Was crazy. This film was insane, especially when the multiverse comes into action. Yeah. So suddenly, like things start happening real quick. Suddenly, Evelyn has these little like they look like the old school like Bluetooths on her ears. Yes. <laughs> and Wayman becomes uh, Alpha Wayman. And next thing you know, security is rushing in here. I don't know why Evelyn punched. Deirdre. I was like, really, girl? But then Wayman goes into this whole martial arts scene using his fanny pack to, like, completely destroy the security guards. Amazing. I was just like, uh, this was the point of the movie. I was like, hold on a second. What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he uses that fanny pack for a good, like, ten minutes. Just yeah. messing people up. Like and every second, I was like, wow, this is great. I mean, th- a costume point became like a plot point. This freaking yes. panty fa- fanny pack. Do you know how much time they probably spent like trying to find the perfect fanny pack or making one? It's 
It's so, so funny much time, to me. especially because it's like the perfect color against everything else. Like it really stands out. Yeah. Even though it's not like a bright color, it's this like I don't know, like terracotta orange brown color. But because everything else is so like tan and like white and colorless, it just stands out against everything. And then especially his shirt. Yeah. And then. <laughs> When he turns around and he grabs like the rock from the fish tank, I've never been so scared of a fanny pack in my life. I'm right, like, this, this thing is a dangerous weapon. <laughs> um, but sh- Evelyn just taps into the multiverse real quick and is like, "Oh, another version of me is like an expert kung fu <laughs> right. like master," and she's just so confused. Yeah, she's very confused, but she starts zipping around a multiverse very quickly. Um, so the first look that we were going to kind of talk about was like the Kung Fu Evelyn look, uh, where we kind of get like these visions into the other universe where she's like training and Kung Fu martial arts with this other, with appears to be her master. She's wearing like a very light pink and red um, look, and it's just so beautiful. It's just so crazy how in this crazy film they work in these like really beautiful shots. Yeah. And this is the first place where you can see like the reference to like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like those movie references, because that's, you know, very much what a lot of these universes are based off of. Oh, yeah. You know, it's actually funny. Daniel and I were talking before we got on and he was asking me if like, is this a martial arts film or, you know, one of like the traditional Kung Fu movies? Yeah. And I... I like part of it, yeah, but the actual film is not a martial arts film. It's It could be anything, really, depending on how you look at it. That's true. And this is just one of the moments that was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> um, so this next look I want to talk about was Wayman, Alpha Wayman's like little tech setup because to me this was just a direct call out to the Goonies, which now I know Elizabeth's never seen. So this... <laughs> moment feels silly but for the listeners at home this is a direct call out to data from the goonies where he has all the tech all over him i swear that that's what's happening here i am gonna trust you (laughs) i see what you did surely (laughs) i love this because it's very like just like post-apocalyptic like tapping into my technology to get access to the multiverse like (laughs) it's very like homegrown technology and it looks kind of rough but it does what it needs to right i wonder like if our idea of the future is not exactly what's happening here in this you know multiverse where it's like the future still kind of like back to the future vibes where the technology looks a little retro because that's what Mm -hmm. it looks like when it's on alpha wayman all right well we have a main character to talk about I was not expecting this, but once I saw this character, I already knew that Shirley had to have been nominated for an Oscar this coming year. Jobu Tapaki comes into the scene and just unleashes like a multiverse of one million different costumes on us. I think there are at least like 10 costume changes within five minutes. Yeah. Like this first scene where... Jobu's like really introduced is wild and Shirley said to CBS News some of the outfits were scripted or ideas proposed by the Daniels like the Elvis suit the pro wrestler look and the golf look for Jobu and all of Michelle's looks were scripted other looks I suggested like the opening plaid look that Jobu wore I was only given the note to hide her face. So I thought that an all plaid look with a matching visor and face mask would be a good opener. I also had this vintage plaid Vivian Westwood suit that Stephanie really loved. So we decided to do a more old Hollywood 40s inspired Blade Runner look, which we see for a quick moment in the movie star universe. And it's like, oh, like, talk about collaboration here. (laughs) That plaid look was sick. I knew it was Joy. I mean, as soon as I saw the face being covered. But still, that plaid look was just so beautiful to look at. 
like all of them were and just like the like these ones like yeah the elvis suit like she's barely in it but it's like it's impeccable it's perfect it fits her perfectly i love like the the flamenco look that she wore yes. for like all of three seconds just so much color in it and this film's not afraid to play of color, and I love that so much. It was just always so bold and bright and never matched the IRS building environment, which no. is why I loved it so much. <laughs> it, it just, everything was so perfect. Everything was perfect. Uh, um, you know what else was perfect was Evelyn's movie star look. I mean, sheesh. <laughs> I love this because it's kind of a cross between the... I'm almost like this is like Michelle Yeoh's real life crossed with like the Kung Fu universe. Yeah. Like this is just Michelle Yeoh. I, I think this, <laughs> yeah, this is just her life. <laughs> and, um, she took a lot of inspiration from in the mood for love for this scene. And it's just like, it's glamorous. It's beautiful. Michelle Yeoh looks like impeccable. Yeah, she's practicing for the Oscars right now when she yeah. gets that Best Leading Actress Award. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And Wayman, he really... Wayman looks good. He really cleans up. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's so funny to see like, okay, separated, you have all this like personal success. But like, you never found love in your lives without each other. <laughs> like, know. it's so sad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just so as soon as she stepped out of the car, I was like, I, I'm in love with this. This is just so great. Um, but we kind of like snap back into what I think is like the main universe. But honestly, I didn't really know where we were at this point of the film. Because yeah. uh, Joy snaps back and she's wearing a golfing look. And <laughs> Evelyn's getting ready to do some more kick-ass moments before she almost kills her daughter for a second. She's really going through right now. She does not know what's happening and neither do we. Neither do we. Everything's wild. Like we've already seen her in what 20 costumes <laughs> and Shirley's out to filmmaker magazine that Michelle showed up to start rehearsals. Not too long before we started shooting. I love that she trusted my and the Daniels vision she would say when she didn't like something, but gave me a lot of freedom to create these looks. Some of them are absurd costumes, so I was really nervous, but she was so open to it. Throw this pizza hat with the pizza costume on. She'd say, okay. <laughs> he was the same. Same thing. Sorry, you're going to have to wear a very dad outfit. He was laughing because it was so not him, but said it was perfect. For Joy and Jobu's costumes, Stephanie and I collaborated more because her character had so many costumes and because we had such free reign. So she was like, these actors were down for anything. I love that. I also love that they mentioned that it was just a dad outfit. That was what Shirley was going for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and because it, it's so funny because like, his dad outfit. And then when you see him in the movie star universe, it's like, oh, sir. Right. Like, you're a fine looking gentleman. Like, <laughs> that was not expected. So the film continues on and we're just, things just start going really wrong because suddenly Gong Gong is like against Evelyn and bringing all these people in to fight her. Becomes one big action movie. One of my favorite characters was played by Jenny Slate, Debbie the dog mom. <laughs> she uses her dog as a weapon. I couldn't. I could not stop laughing. It's so good. Jenny Slate, a, like a Pomeranian as a nunchuck. It was just so good. Jenny because Slate is one of the funniest people on this planet. She is. I When I saw her in the beginning of this, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, this is about to be real ridiculous. Yeah. Her costume is very like, I don't know, just like Los Angeles girl walking her dog yeah. in a Silver Lake area. <laughs> like, she's very put together, but just very standard. Yeah. She's one of those people who, like, on her dating profile says that she's a dog mom. You know, like, yes. like yes. mother of two fluffy Pomeranians. Um, we have the security guards who, you know, they're 
they're just, you know, getting messed up left and right until their costumes are being altered. Like when one of them's not wearing pants because he had to use random tools from Deirdre's office to become this crazy good <laughs> fighter. <laughs> I didn't like it. It was so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then just like they have all all these tax auditors outside just looking real boring. And then like half of them were like activated by their alternate universe selves. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and then Evelyn somehow becomes Captain America by tapping into like a pizza sign twirler, which suddenly she like. <laughs> uses her little shield moment to become yes. like Captain America and messes up all the tax auditors. It was insane. It was wild. I hope you all watch this film because if you're listening to this, you have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about. And that's just like the truth of it. <laughs> it is the truth, especially for her, for Jobu's green feather ball moment. <laughs> <laughs> This was so ridiculous. And Shirley said, for these kinds of looks, Shirley said to CBS News, I had been working with musician Terry Wack. Her style is quite unconventional, so I was well-versed with avant-garde designers and fashion school alum who were making interesting work. So tapping into that world definitely helped with creating looks for Jobu. I'm also a big fan of costume designer Aiko Ishioka, who did Coppola's Dracula. I have a Ayo. book of her costumes and they influenced Joe Boo's bagel universe look. For some of her other looks, I studied Japanese Harajuku fashion publications and blogs, which I'm like, this is a wild mix of all of that. Right. <laughs> it always goes back to Aiko for us. Um, I love the green fuzzball look. This is such a cool costume. It might be one of my favorites. It, you know, reminds me of like a few pop stars I know that are like currently like Japanese breakfast. Their mm -hmm. rain looks like this on the red carpet right now. So this to me just felt like we were looking into like a red carpet fashion moment, which is yes. really cool. Yes. This is definitely something like you would see at like the Grammys, I feel like, or the MTV Music Awards. Yeah, for sure. It's such a cool look. I I like had an audible gasp when I saw it the first time. Um, so then you know Talk about an audible gasp yeah. <laughs> when she dies. Yeah, Evelyn basically overloads and she takes a little nap after she becomes like one hundred people at once. And since Evelyn's taking a nap, Elizabeth, I think you and I should take a little nap. But don't worry, when we come back, there will be hot dogs. Oh, will there ever be? <laughs> we'll see you guys after the break. What's up, costume nerds? This is Spencer, co-host and producer of the Art of Costume blogcast. I love the simple things in life. Free parking, air conditioning, and a nice comfortable hoodie. If you feel the same way, then I'm here to let you know that if you wanted to support our show, you can head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. There you can buy awesome blogcast merch through TeePublic, such as t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and stickers. We even have a baby onesie for all those baby costume designers out there. To get your merch, head over to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Thank you for all your support. Elizabeth, how? Wait, hold on, let's turn this over. <laughs> Elizabeth, can I offer you some hot dogs? Maybe. <laughs> we have to get into the hot dog fingers looks. I think this was my favorite universe, but also, like, this was wild. It's just so silly. It's so silly. I loved it so much that while I was, I was the only one in this theater, 
I looked up because I know that A24 was selling hot dog fingers. So I was looking them up while I was, you know, in the theater because I was going to try to wear them to the recording and like surprise you. They're sold out. I'm on a wait list. Oh my God. You're on a wait list for hot dog fingers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so, A24, if you're listening, if you could bump me up, <laughs> I would much appreciate it. I. Okay. I love this universe. I love the look of this universe, mostly for the color of it. Shirley said to CBS News. I knew there was going to be a lot of jump cuts and fast editing, so it was important to also make sure each costume looked distinctive from each other. So I tried to differ differentiate them by either color or shape. For the hot dog universe, I wanted the color scheme to be in hot dog colors. <laughs> Beiges, pinks, tans. I carried over the sweater vest that Deirdre wore in a beige color opposed to the yellow that she wears in the tax universe. Also, that color palette was very distinctive from Evelyn's and Deirdre's colors in the tax universe. So and good. It's so like, it was so good. It definitely like differentiated it from, you know, everything else. Nothing is even the tax office is not this beige. <laughs> like I, I'm obsessed with this. This reminds me of like a SNL character that Kate McKinnon and AD Bryant used to do. Like these two like lesbian cat women. <laughs> but like they're they have they love each other so much they have matching hair. They're both wearing like matching pussy blow tops. That's just like different <laughs> colors. It's just so good. I it's some of my favorites. It's so good. And I also love because these are very emotional scenes. But right. like as absurd and kind of like toned down as it as these scenes are, it's also very elegant. Very elegant. Like also kind of vintage too. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I just noticed a huge cat portrait on the back. You didn't wall notice that. <laughs> but you're so right though. I was I was kind of tearing up watching this yeah. scene. And then like Evelyn's foot like casually comes over and wipes a tear from Deirdre's face <laughs> and I started laughing again because I was crying that the whole the whole using their feet instead of their hands I was like this is what especially playing the piano oh yeah because like I play the piano it's like not an easy skill to play the piano with your feet I'm just like and they, how they still put the brace on Deirdre's foot too which was just Yes. Top tier costuming. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like this is just some of the best costumes ever. <laughs> uh, oh, talk about a fantastic costume. The singer universe. This just very traditional Chinese look is fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. Those costumes on Michelle are just so stunning. There's so much detail in it, too. I I got, like, a bigger shot of it from, like, head to toe. So much detail. So beautiful. This is a museum piece for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it it does that thing of just differentiating itself from every other single costume. Like, the bright, the bright pink and blue is, like, nothing you see on her in any other universe. Yeah. It's just... It's it's just so beautiful. I don't even know. I don't even have like words for it. I just keep thinking like, damn, Oscar, Oscar, like every <laughs> costume. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but probably after the hot dog universe, loved, loved, loved the raccoonatui. <laughs> universe. I I cannot stop thinking about Daniel and Chloe during this scene. I'm like, they're going to love this so much. Yeah. Big Ratatouille fans. This is hilarious. This was so good. I love that they got Harry Shum Jr. Because like, he's one of, he's like a fantastic actor who is severely underused <laughs> in the world. And I just... I loved him. I loved him in this. He yeah. was so funny. <laughs> so funny. And it was also like so funny seeing Evelyn's character like as this teppanyaki chef. 
And it was just hilarious. The twist they put on it, though, with like, you know, the raccoon in the tall, tall hat. Like, how are they doing mm-hmm. all this work? It was just hilarious. I wonder how they got this costume. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Like, I, I have just, I, I laughed the whole time. Yeah. Especially because uh, especially when she gets on his shoulders and starts controlling him. <laughs> I couldn't to save the freaking raccoon. <laughs> and the raccoon was like asking for help from the back of the truck. I was like, what are we watching? <laughs> I love it so much. It was hard to focus on all the costumes because there was just so much happening and I couldn't stop laughing yeah. and or crying. And well, like the great part of these costumes are it's like they're very simple because... The ridiculousness, at least in this universe, is not the costumes. Right. It is the fact that this man is being controlled by a raccoon. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. I love it. And there's like other crazy, stupid costumes. I mean, you just see like little flashes of Evelyn. You see like the pizza hat and just like other looks from different universes. Not all of them are the crazy. The pinata universe. The pinata universe. I loved the rock universe. I thought that was oh, so oh, funny. That was hilarious. But I'm like, ooh, I could, that would be nice to just be a rock for a little bit. I love it. They're just sitting just next chill. Like, Jopu's been, like, the villain up until this point. And then they're just rocks and they're just sitting next to each other and they're just laughing about being rocks. And I was like, yeah, that's a moment. Love that. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, okay. But we have to... We're ending here with some more show-stopping costumes. One of the big finale costumes was Jobu's white look from this... the. Bagel universe. The bagel universe. Oh my gosh. I. Oh, this was just gorgeous. And Shirley talked about it to Filmmaker Magazine. She said, for the most part, Jobu's bagel universe costume was built from scratch. The skirt that she's wearing was designed by Claudia Lee. That was already existing. But Lee also did all the bagel followers costumes i thought she'd be great to collaborate with for from that skirt i filled out the rest i had the rough and bodysuit that she's wearing made and added gloves and accessories but for the most part that was a custom build also the plaid look when we first see jobu claudia made that and a custom visor and face masks to match the coat she's wearing. So she was like, I'm going to reach out and collaborate for all these wonderful, wonderful, crazy looks. And it worked out so well. It's so stunning. I mean, it's everything is like bagel centric. So everything's very round. I mean, there's pearls. Her hair is like in the shape of a bagel. She has this Elizabethan ruff that I just am obsessed with. This whole thing was just so beautiful. It's like interesting seeing like what you think as the villain, like in lots of white, it feels very angelic, but that's not what's happening. And just like the everything bagel, like I, I was obsessed. I was like, this is stupid and I love it. (laughs) You either either get it or you don't. (laughs) It was amazing. I was like an everything bagel. What? (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) It was brilliant. This look was so good. Um, the multiverse starts spiraling out of control, and Evelyn is just fighting Gong Gong's soldiers. After she messes them up, they come back up, and she has to do it all over again. But, like, we have to mention, like, Gong Gong's little Transformer look he has on. Suddenly, he's wearing, like, all of the computers and keyboards and printers and coffee machines. He's just a robot now. He, yeah, he becomes a robot. Uh, This, again, it was just ridiculous. And there's just so many costume changes. And it's like, like, this is like a little bit on for our slides on the shorter side, because there's just so much you can't like get everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just not enough time in a world to like find every single costume. (laughs) 
Um, and as we're getting near the end, like seeing like Evelyn's look that we saw her in the beginning of the film in to now, like it just like somehow works and became like such like a really cool martial arts costume, mm-hmm. even though it really is nothing special. But something about like that red and the collar on that like padded quilted vest, like really became like something that almost like looks like traditionally a martial arts look that I would think of. Yeah, definitely. Especially with like the sleeves of her shirt are just slightly belled out at the bottom. Yeah. Which also gives it just a little bit of that look. And it's it's brilliant, especially with the googly eye. The googly eye. Oh, so good. I have to say this film. I mean, it's not really easy to compare them. But in terms of multiverse movies, this film really like blew Doctor Strange out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, they're very different. They're very different. They, yeah. But like, they have two totally different messages. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But if someone's never like, we need to watch a multiverse movie, it's this one. Like, it's this one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. So, like, Jobu suddenly is given this huge closet of epic finale costumes. I don't even know where to start, um, honestly. I will start with her like like metal K-pop almost. Yeah. <laughs> All black look. Obsessed. So good. I, that's definitely one of my favorites too. And then she has this this other one where it's just a combination of all these different fabrics and this uh, makeup that's very like pop art inspired. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. who the artist is. Uh, this this reference is going to kill me, but this is definitely a I, reference. It it absolutely is, and I am blanking yeah. on the name. I'm sure people are driving right now, listening to the podcast, screaming. We we get it. We just don't remember the name, but this look is just so stunning. So stunning. Then her uh, her teddy bear jacket, which yeah. is really cute. It was really cute. So cute with all the different colors on it. It's just, this is all like serious fashion pieces. I mean, to me, this is, mm-hmm. this is like is really informative of fashion today and in the future setting trends. I mean, as a way as like Clueless did in the 90s, this is, like, you know, this crazy film <laughs> Could be like influencing fashion going forward from this film. Absolutely. Just absolutely. Some really great pieces. But like luckily for us, we are given a little bit of a break from all the craziness. And we go back to uh, Evelyn's New Year's party at the laundromat. And it's it's like really beautiful. It's toned down a little bit. But use of the reds and the golds. Just Evelyn looks amazing. Stunning. Yeah. She looks stunning. This red turtleneck and coat with the gold embroidery. So beautiful. So beautiful. While she's like low-key having a meltdown. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's having a meltdown. Deirdre shows up. She's still wearing her same outfit she wore to work. She's not going to change. No. Because she's low-key having a meltdown as well. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's having meltdowns, but it's just so beautiful. And it like ends with like a really touching scene between Evelyn and Joy. And I was tearing up again. It's such a good end, which brings us to the next chapter, part three, all at once. This it was just like the culmination of everything. They all look slightly cooler than they did at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> They've all been through some stuff, but then, like, have mm-hmm. they really? I don't really know who's been through what. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Like, they all look slightly cooler, but they're here to work on everything, work it out. Um, about the movie as a whole, Shirley said to CBS News, I'm also proud to be part of a movie that gives a voice to the Asian American narrative in a way that is totally unique, thoughtful, and creative, but resonates universally in its mes- in its message of love, acceptance, and empathy, and that such a film can have both both critical and box office success, which in turn I hope will open the channels for more diverse stories to be told. And it's like, yes, mm, that's beautiful. Yes, I. This movie, I 
really hope did that. Yeah, I would love to see more films like this. You know, it's it's really time. I mean, this cast was incredible. I mean, it just this movie was perfect from head to toe. Michelle Yeoh, I can't even say enough amazing things about her. And it's time that we like embrace more stories like Shirley mentioned of the Asian American narrative. Absolutely. It was just brilliant head to toe. Can I just say that story costume in the final scenes when Wayman is like at the IRS, he's like dressed up a little bit. He's still a dad, but he's like a cool dad now like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, it's gray now. (laughs) Dark and mysterious. And even joy, like she's still like in her like hot topic phase, but it's Mm -hmm. like a nicer sweatshirt and jeans. So she is like a little bit more together. With that, Elizabeth, that is the end of everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, this was a hard episode, I'll admit, because there was just so much. I have to say, Spencer, I don't think there can be a one costume to rule them all (laughs) for this movie. I think they were, it was just so perfectly orchestrated, put together, styled. Shirley did such a perfect job. Like, I can't choose. I can't choose one. Yeah. Daniel, roll the track. The one costume to rule them all. I think our choice for one costume to rule them all is all of them. Every, it is the movie. Everything, <laughs> everywhere, all of the costumes at once. They were just all amazing. They were all amazing. I... I really can't wait for awards season because if this doesn't, if this doesn't win everything, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're hearing it here first. The Art of Costume Blogcast endorses Shirley Curata for <laughs> best costume design, at least the yes. nomination. Come on. We got to see it. I know there's going to be so many other good films by the time the nominations happen, but this one has to be a part of it. It has to. It has to. If it's not even nominated, I'm not watching the Oscars. Right. Oh, I won't be watching it. Right, Elizabeth's throwing it down <laughs> right now. You hear that, Academy? <laughs> oh, Spencer, are you ready to continue our Hot Girl Summer series? I'm very excited. What are we watching next week, Elizabeth? Spencer, we are watching a Hot Girl Summer classic. <laughs> we are watching... The Devil Wears Prada. (laughs) I'm so excited. This is, I mean, you know, this is one of the greatest costume films of all time. It's The Devil Wears Prada. It's about fashion and costume. So we might even have some special guests on for this one. I'm really excited. Yes, I'm very excited, too. Uh, In the meantime, if you want some content from us in between Tuesdays, you can head to at the Art of Costume pod on Instagram, at the Art of Costume on TikTok. If you want a whole extra episode from us every single month and then just like bloopers and funny moments, you can become our patron at patreon.com slash the Art of Costume. If you want a little Art of Costume blogcast t-shirt or tote, you can head to the Art of Costume.com slash pod store. And if you just think everybody in the world should listen to our beautiful voices and you love our show, we would really appreciate a little five-star text review on Apple Podcast and or Spotify. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. It would be so kind of you. And also, if you just listen to this episode and you really want to be a part of it, you're like, hey, I know what the one costume to rule them all actually was. Leave us a voicemail. That's call us at 626-515-1826. Just so you know, we don't pick up the phone. So you just leave a voicemail. Yeah. And so don't have to worry about talking to a real person. I know that's scary. Yeah. Tell us no. <laughs> tell us what your favorite <laughs> costume is. We would love to hear it and play it on one of our future episodes. 626-515-1826. Everybody, have a wonderful week. Watch. Everything Everywhere All at Once again, because it deserves to be watched again. And then watch The Wars Prada and join us next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at The Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Elizabeth, well, I think we should just jump into it. I'll start us off with a little summary when I move the Zoom bar away from the summary so I can actually see it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It literally covered only the summary.